listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it is Wednesday the 7th of April 2021. This is your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap. Later, the growing credit card debt we're seeing in Australia, what can be done about it. But first, to our a glowing report card from the International Monetary Fund overnight. It's upgraded its global and Australian economic growth. The IMF says for Australia, GDP is expected to rise by 4.5% this year and 2.8% next. Remember, we saw a contraction in the year previous of about 2.4%. However, there are challenges to that forecast. For more, here is HSBC's Chief Economist, Paul Bloxham. So a couple of the big challenges that are, that are presented in the IMF report that, that probably are relevant for Australia. The first is the vaccine rollout here is still quite sluggish. And of course, we need to roll the vaccine out in order to be able to start to even consider opening the international border. And that international border at the moment is holding back migration and tourism and international students. And that, those have been pretty strong growth engines for Australia in recent years. The other aspect is the fiscal story. Uh, of course, we're seeing a withdrawal of a lot of the fiscal packages that have been supporting the economy through COVID-19, including the JobKeeper program. And the IMF is hinting that actually governments need to be very careful how quickly they withdraw those fiscal support measures. So Australia's fared well, and we fared well because we've got this natural gift of being a distant island. We've been able to shut our border, and that's constrained the virus coming here. We've kept the virus numbers low, and we've had a pretty decent fiscal response as well to support growth. The challenges come now, and the main challenge is rolling out the vaccine fast enough to be able to open that international border and start to regain the momentum from those growth engines like international tourism, foreign students, and and particularly uh, inward migration. Paul Bloxham there, the Chief Economist of HSBC. To the Australian share market now, which rose to a 13-month high, the S&P ASX 200 at 6,928. It's an increase of 0.6%. We are now just 3.3% away from reaching a record high. That record reached back in February 2020, just before the lockdowns following the peak of the pandemic. For more, I spoke earlier with Junbei Lee, the Portfolio Manager at Tribeca Investment Partners. June Bay, the market did a near 13-month high today. Why? Look, it's been an incredible journey over the last 12 months, hasn't it been? Um, look, it's, uh, it's all-time high because last weekend we seen the incredibly strong job report in the U.S. Um, that means U.S. economy is re- recovering extremely fast, much faster than anticipated. And on top of that, we've got an enormous stimulus bill coming through in the U.S. So combined both together, we know that the earnings are going to grow, the economy is going to grow, so share market does get pretty excited. So in terms of today, which stocks or sectors drove the game? Well, today we're seeing continuation of the growth company. Um, the tech company is doing quite well. So we've seen the afterpays uh, rally after another 10% today, is up another 3 to 4%, um, as well as many other growth sectors. So we're seeing uh, investors piling back into those tech companies that's been sold off. What do you think it'll take for the share market to actually break through all-time record territory, though, because we flirted with it a few times but never really passed through it. 
Look, I think it won't take that much. Our question is really when, um, not if. Um, so it's whether we get there next week or next quarter. Um, if anything, underlying economic data is strong, interest rate going to remain low, and then we have the stimulus, a stimulus bill coming through in the next few months. So, you know, all in all, we think the market is well, well on track to meet its all-time high targets. What's interesting is that you were talking about this return to growth-related stocks. So for a while there, we saw this switch going into value because we were talking about long-term interest rates rising. Is the market still worried about inflation? Yeah, that's right. So we're still seeing that uh, a company that will benefit from high inflation, those value stocks are doing better uh, than the growth stock. Now, the growth stock had a couple of good days in the last few days, but you're right. Over the last three three months, pretty much, have been very, very weak. Um, I think going forward, in the next quarter at least, you should still see strength across the value stock, the companies that will benefit from high inflation expectations. So in this current environment, where are the opportunities and how are you investing? Look, current environments are full of opportunities. Um, just given the volatilities as well as all these uh, investors shifting focus and sentiment from value to growth, when growth company gets sold off, it's time to pick up some. Afterpay was at $160, it went down to close below $100, and now it's at $110. So there's plenty of opportunities about. So we think companies, certainly with leverage to the reopening trade, will do well. Company will benefit from the high inflation, will do well, and even the tech companies when they get sold off, do you buy them? Jin Bei Lu there from Tribeca Investment Partners. Now, credit card debt has risen 0.1% in February to just over $20 billion. That's according to the Reserve Bank. But did you know that credit card interest rates are not tied to the RBA? And with the average credit card at around 17.3%, what can be done about it? I spoke earlier with ratecity.com.au research director Sally Tindall. Sally, to what extent has credit card debt risen and why do you think that is? The debt accruing interest this month has risen marginally. It's gone up $18.4 million. Put that into context, that's a rise of 0.10%. It's a modest rise, uh, but it is an indication that some people could be going back to their bad old ways when it comes to credit card debt. Credit card debt, though, is still down year on year. To what extent do you think that is a problem? And or but has these issues just shifted to other payments like buy now, pay later, given that there are now other options? Credit card debt has gone down year on year. In fact, it's gone down by over $7 billion. That's a huge drop. And it's largely because when COVID struck, people moved to get rid of their high interest debt the number one target was credit card debt. However, let's be realistic here. A lot of these people have switched their credit cards out for buy now, pay later platforms. And some people are doing a whole gamut, including credit cards and multiple buy now, pay later platforms. They're the ones we have to worry about. They're the ones that are probably more likely to be getting themselves into financial trouble. Now, what do consumers need to know when it comes to the interest rate that they pay on their credit cards? Because, you know, official interest rates are pretty much at near zero. How does it compare with the average credit card rate? Credit card rates are not tied to the RBA cash rate whatsoever these days. Uh, the highest credit card rate on our database is 24.99%. You consider that in the context that the cash rate is just 
0.10%. It is madness. If you've got any sort of money owing on your credit card, make sure that your credit card is a low interest rate one. There are plenty to choose from. There are 19 cards on our database with rates under 10%, including from big banks, CBA, Westpac and Amex. Uh, shop around because it will make a huge difference to your credit card interest bill and can, you, can help you get back in the black faster. Do you think the government needs to take a closer look at this and, and what can be done about it? The good news is that the number of low-rate credit cards out on the marketplace is increasing, but some unsuspecting customers are still getting tripped up with those high-rate cards. Uh, I wonder if the, reg if the government should now step in and at least put a cap on the interest rates credit card lenders can charge. Sally Tindall there from ratecity.com.au. That is SBS on the money for this Wednesday, the 7th of April, 2021. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Business Ricardo. This SBS on the money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision. Music